Yeah, so it really all started with the book. Uh, a really good friend of mine gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I'm sure many of the people watching this podcast is familiar with. Uh, yeah. so I read the book and my mindset completely shifted. You know, I started looking at how am I going to build assets? How am I going to get out of the rat race? And when I, my mind shifted to that, I started going to real estate seminars. Hey, welcome guys to another uh, great episode of uh, REI uh, Brothers podcast. Uh, today we have John Akosha. He is an integral part of Elevate Team, uh, which is also, he works hand to hand with uh, Jorge Abreu. We had him on a, 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 a previous episode. You guys can log in and, and check into that. Um, he uh, he grew over 1,700 multifamily real estate units in 2019. Uh, John is a master of assessing and analyzing properties and market fundamentals for new property acquisition, as well as creating, maintaining, and updating financial models of existing and potential new investment. And uh, John has a, another multiple set of skills uh, that I want to talk about in uh, in our episode. Uh, so thank you for uh, thank you for your time, John. Uh, and uh, please enlighten us how you started. Uh, in this incredible uh, industry. Yeah, so it really all started with the book. Uh, a really good friend of mine gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I'm sure many of the people watching this podcast is familiar with. Uh, yeah. so I read the book and my mindset completely shifted. You know, I started looking at how am I going to build assets? How am I going to get out of the rat race? And when I, my mind shifted to that, I started going to real estate seminars. And when I went to my first real estate seminar, I met a woman by the name of, I believe, Jamie Connors. I believe that was her name. I believe she was on The Apprentice or something like that. And she told us about how she grew up in RV parks and now she owns RV parks. So she went from zero to having $2 million, uh, $2 million net worth and talking about how real estate has changed her life. And it was amazing. It was the first time I met a millionaire and they're doing some three-day event. And I was the first person back there to buy the event. I go to a three-day event and eventually I met meet another mentor who teaches me how to wholesale, how to wholesale, uh, wholesale properties, single-family properties. So I got my first property contract when I was 17, um, did a couple more deals, went off to college and kind of forgot about it a little bit, came back. Came back into the single family game, got my real estate license and started wholesaling for a larger investment firm. From there, I worked for a smaller, um, a smaller investor and he had about maybe 300 properties. I would buy maybe, yeah, maybe five properties a month for him. So from there, that's actually where, where I met George and his partner, Eric. And we had a business relationship. We did deals together. And eventually I left the single family side of things. And I told Eric and George, like, hey, you know, I'm very interested in the multifamily side. I see you guys just purchased y'all's first multifamily property. I'm going to jump on board and let's grow this thing together. Let's make something happen. Nice, man. So let me let me tell you, because you mentioned uh, uh, several skills. Let me let me start with this. When when did it all start? Like, OK, you read that book. When What, what year was this? This was in 2000 and. I believe 2012. 
Okay, so 2012. So it's taken several years. You went to college. You took a break from that. It's good. People sometimes think that it, it happens overnight. You know, so it's it's been a while. You've been studying real estate. You started as a as a as a wholesaler, right? You went to seminars. You started starting yourself and dreaming about you know making the big bucks and all that stuff. Yeah, Let's let's talk about the uh, the most recent one. So you started talk, you started working with uh, with uh, Elevate. Um, so are you are you partnered with them? Are you uh, an empl employee? How does that, how are you falling to that uh, company? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, I do get paid a salary, and then I also get a, a percentage of the deal as well. Okay, awesome. That's this is the first time that we talk to somebody that is employed by the company and that they have their own company, which is amazing. The um, how did you how did you bump into this company? How did they find you, or how did you find them? How did you started working with them? And what set of skills? This is very important, especially for our listeners, right? Uh, when you when you land. A, a an opportunity with a company such elevating somebody as George, right? Which is he has huge success in the uh, in the multifamily business. Um, you have to have you you have to be studied, right? You have to have some kind of skills and in in, in uh, um, set of, like like some some type of knowledge mm -hmm. in order for you to be able to uh, take on that opportunity. So. What set of skills and, and, and knowledge do you have at the time that you met George and you took on this opportunity? Yeah, so I was good at finding deals. Uh, you know, I found multiple deals on a single family side and they knew that I was good at finding deals. You know, a lot of the deals, that they, and they had a lot of good deals as well on, on their side, on the on the wholesaling side, because they, they would actually sell properties. I was buying properties for an investor. And I was really good at finding deals. I was really good at building relationships. I was really good at following up with people, at having good relationships in order to get you know diff different deals. And I took that same skill set and put it into multifamily, uh, being resourceful, uh, talking to multiple brokers, you know that sort of thing. And when I did that, within the first thirty days, we had an LOI of over 400, 400 units under LOI. You know, so when they did that, when I did that, they're like, oh, you know, I guess, you know, he's a part of the team now, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, man. In in regards, okay, so you, you're you very broad in regards, and, and people say that, you know, you have to maintain those relationships and, and follow up and the brokers. Um, what does that look like in regards to organizing um the like organizing yourself to be able to follow up with these people right because at the level that you are you're networking you know with with hundreds of people how do you keep track of all these people and in, in, in when and how to follow up with this do you know do you uh automize everything with a with a with a program do you have a um a virtual or a um of some type of assistance that is telling you, hey, you need to contact with these people. How do you keep track of all this stuff? And this is for the people that are trying to get into this uh, and, and kind of see how is how it's done. Yeah, at the beginning, I just used a spreadsheet, you know, have the name, company, number, notes, and date contacted. That's how I did it at the beginning. Now we're using Active Campaign. And in Active Campaign, you can add multiple contacts. You could show when you've contacted them, you could tag them, said, you know, this is an accredited investor. This first person's unaccredited. I met this person at this event. You know, this person lives in this area and they're looking for, for this, you know, that, that sort of thing. 
Um, and it even has a pipeline. So it has different stages that you can put them like, oh, is this person very interested? Are they warm? Are they cold? That kind of thing. Nice. Yeah, we use uh, Active Campaign. That's a powerful tool, yeah. man. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, it's great. That's great. Man. Yeah, yeah. So where, okay, so the, um, you're in your in your bio, it says that you're a great listener, right? It's, it's very difficult to listen and to remember all these stories and, and who's who and all that stuff. How did you pick up that skill? Uh, well, I used to not be, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you, John, you're really good at communicating with people. You're really good at connecting with people. I used to not be uh, very good at that. I Actually, I used to, so what I would do is I'd read a lot of books. You know, first book I read on that was, you know, how to win friends and influence people. And, you know, I'm, and I'm actually, some people don't really know this, but I'm actually, I would say more of a, maybe an ambivert, someone that's extroverted and introverted. And introverts, they're better at, they're typically better at listening to people than, than extroverts. You know, they're people that like to um, really have a deep, deeper level conversation. And I've always, I've, I've always been interested in people. So that's one reason why I like to listen because I, I genuinely like people. Okay, that's awesome, man. And this is, but but this started not as a, a at a younger age. You started developing that, and as people were telling you, "Hey, man, you're kind of good at this," you started focusing on that skill and, and honing on those skills and making it bigger. Yeah, plus it was fun. You know, I I like networking with people. I like going to different networking events, and I think that's the best way to find what you're looking for is by different networking events, um, whether it's online or offline. You know online that's how actually how i bumped into um eric and george's uh, company on the side where they did the single family things and that's that's how i got to know them now were they looking for somebody or you just ask and be like you know let me ask these people if i can join the team and i'm, I'm just curious <laughs> well i was actually i was actually uh when i first approached them those actually to purchase properties they were selling some single family properties and that's actually how i how i met with them initially and after about maybe a year or eight months or so, actually after I left the company, um, you know, I was actually speaking with one of the people from the company, and they were telling me, you know, John, I think you'd be a great, I think you'd be great for our team. But this is actually on a single family side, and I told her I'm not interested in single family. I'm only interested in apartment buildings. I'm only interested in commercial. And she said, Well, we actually just bought a apartment complex. I said, you know, that's. That's what I'd like to hear. <laughs> okay, so let's get into let's get into commercial uh, in a, in a multifamily, right? Because I think everybody that gets into, or at least the majority of us that uh, get into multifamily, started as single family, right? You got those limited beliefs, or you just read the books that, or 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 listen to the people that specialize in single families. When was the aha moment for you to be like, ah, no, I'm not doing single families anymore. I'm going to commercial multifamily. I've always wanted to do a multi-family. Multi Even when I was in college, you know, there was a, a guy that, the guy that was teaching me how to wholesale, I was on his buyer's list and he was telling me you can wholesale anything. This is like in 2013 or 14 or something. And I remember seeing an ad for a hotel. I guess he got a hotel under contract and he was going to wholesale a hotel and was wholesaling, they're going to wholesale an apartment complex. And I was just looking at that and you know, I've, I've always wanted to do commercial, always wanted to do apartment buildings. And I was always really interested in wanting to learn that side of the business. 
So I actually bought a course on wholesaling, um, wholesaling apartments. And it was, I don't know, it was just a small course. He was just, what it was going to do, he was just going to you know, give you a couple of things and maybe a couple of files and say, hey, this is what you need to do. It wasn't very structured or anything. It was just, you know, one of those courses you just find on the internet or something. And I remember talking to a apartment owner and asking them, hey, are you interested in selling? And he, they actually, they said, yeah. And it's funny, we actually, we had the end buyer, but we didn't have the seller under contract, which I, you know, I learned a, a beautiful lesson that day. Make sure you get everything under contract and you don't, don't just go off of verbals and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've always, I've always wanted to do, and that was when I was actually 19. Um, but I started with Elevate when I was uh, 23. So that was a couple of years before. So I've, I've always had that itch for apartments. And my idea was, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to save up. I'm going to do single family. I'm going to save up and, you know, do the whole fourplex thing, you know, put money down FHA, uh, live in one of the units, run out the other units, and then kind of flip my way into a multifamily. But at one point, you know, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go for what I want to go for. Whether, even if I, in, even, even though I don't know exactly what to do. And that's, I just made that, made that decision. I was like, you know what, I'm burning the ships. I, I don't really know multifamily that well, but I'm going to start calling these brokers. And I'm just going to figure it out. Nice, man. Now let's, let's talk about the difference between when you, when you're analyzing or looking for deals uh, for multifamily, right? And now you're working with Elevate and George. Um, how do you, and, and you're, you're the person who finds those deals and you're the person who analyzes them and find, you know, the deals that are going to provide great returns to the company investors and, and you as well. Um, how do you find those deals and how do you analyze them? Uh, and what do you have to learn compared to, let's say, for investing in single family homes or uh, fix and flips or buying holds? Uh, what's the difference? What set of skills do you have to bring to the table? Um, and how do you analyze those deals that are you, currently you're looking for? Yeah, so it's uh, it's a combination of multiple things. Though how primarily how people get deals, as far as I know, primarily the people who, primarily people get deals from brokers. They have good relationships with brokers, and the brokers will send them something off market. Um, so there's that way, and there's also other partners, other general partners in the industry as well, who might be looking for someone to help them, maybe on the capital side or the uh, on the construction side. You know, whether it's signing on a loan, there's multiple ways uh, you could find deals and partner on deals. You know, the and and multifamily, the the deal is bigger, so there's more money to go around. So people aren't people are more willing to partner with other people in order to get a deal done. Okay, awesome. And how do you find those? Well, you told me how do you find those deals? How do you, how how is Elevate analyzing those deals, um, especially with the situation that's going on with COVID? Um, all the well, you guys are in Texas, right? Yeah, we're in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, are you guys mainly uh, focusing in Texas, or you have other markets that you're that you're focusing on? Yeah, so we like to focus on the uh, southeastern part of the United States. And we're also in the Midwest as well. We just closed on a property in South Dakota. Um, typically what we look for is just really strong population growth, um, strong economic growth, uh, states that are landlord friendly. And then, you know, on a micro level, we look for a 10% cash on cash on, on our investments. You know, that's what, that's what we look for. Okay. And uh, if we have, and, and you know, it's, you know, pretty, pretty cookie cutter stuff. You know, we, if we can, we can apply that in multiple states and, you know, as long as, 
as long as we can buy over a certain amount of units, it makes sense for us to buy in that area. Okay. How's uh, right now with COVID, uh, things that are going on, uh, investors being a little bit apprehensive uh, where they put the money and how they put their money or for how long they put their money on. Um, how is that working for you guys? Uh, difficulties that you found recently uh, compared to previous years? You know, you mentioned uh, 10% cash on cash returns. Uh, is that still a thing or how do you see that working uh, in the future? Well, now we're looking for deals that are more, at, at the beginning, we, we'd buy something that maybe 50% occupied or 60% occupied. Now we're typically looking higher. We're looking, you know, maybe something that's maybe 85% occupied. Um, and we're, we can, we'll buy maybe at maybe eight to seven cash on cash, that kind of thing. Um, so buying deals that are a little bit more stabilized that, that still have a value add component. That's how we're reacting to COVID. Um, and we're still focused on CNB multifamily properties. I mean, these are properties that are doing very, very well under these current situations. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we've also had to uh, kind of adjust our underwriting uh, methods and, and strategies for the, uh, for the next year. Um, how is, um, right now, let's talk about you, you're changing your underwriting methods to, you said, uh, six to seven percent cash on cash? Probably seven, seven to eight cash. Seven to, seven to eight cash on cash. How are you seeing the different or how do you see lending or financing those properties in the future compared to, for example, 2018, 2019, uh, where things were more flex or things, you see things uh, working out differently now? As far as on the financing side, money is cheaper than, you know, cheaper than it's ever been. Um, and there, there's still a lot of institutions that are willing to give out a lot of them. They're willing to give out money, you know, at, at the height of COVID, there are a lot of institutions that got really scared. Actually, there was actually a deal that we're working on and, you know, everyone just basically shut down. There were companies that we had putting in money to different deals and they just said, hey, you know, we don't know what's going on. We're just going to shut down for right now. But it seems like people are getting more and more interested in what's going on. They see a lot more and more opportunities. So there are more and more people that are opening up and there's a lot of investors who are looking at the opportunity as well. And they're saying, you know, I think it's time to buy. You know, they, the, the famous quote, Think from either Baron Rothschild or John D. Rockefeller. They say buy, buy when there's blood in the streets. There's well, yeah, clearly blood in the streets. So I mean, I guess it's time to buy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you see? How, how do you see two, uh, 2021? Um, that's a really good question. I don't think we're going to return to normal for maybe another two to three years. That's my that's my personal opinion. 2021. I think it really just depends on who gets elected. Um, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing. It depends on who gets elected. Okay. My opinion. Yeah. But do you you still see the opportunities out there? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that yeah, I think no matter who gets elected, there's gonna be a lot of opportunity. Yeah. A lot of people think there's gonna be another crash coming very, very soon. Um, and I mean that's definitely a positive. I mean, that's that's definitely something that I think is gonna happen, especially with all these small businesses and you know, people are, people are losing their jobs. People are, I, people are really going crazy right now. And there's going to be a lot of opportunity because people are going crazy right now. So I think that there's going to be, a, I think there's going to be a range of opportunity for the next three to maybe even five years. Yeah. Because of what's going on right now. Nice. 
Yeah, no, we we agree to that, man. Uh, we see the opportunity and we've learned to see, to smell the blood in the streets. Yeah. Like you said. Pretty smelly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, people tend to, to, people tend to be uh, scared, you know, the media is always portraying, you know, the, the world is going to end. Uh, but the, but for those of uh, for those of us who can actually start learning to smell the blood in the streets uh, and see the opportunities, um, it's great times, you know. Great time. This this is probably one of the best times ever to be in real estate. And I mean, money is cheap. Everybody wants to give you money. You know, it, it, I think this is one of the best times to start a business in general. Start a business and be in real estate. You know, because. If once you if you can live right now and if you do your business and get established right now, it's going to be a cakewalk in the future. That's how I'm. Yeah. 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 What do you recommend for somebody that's starting in a uh, uh, multifamily uh, real estate investing? Join a mastermind with the people that are doing exactly what you're doing, what you want to do, and to get a mentor. That's something that I wish I would have focused on earlier. I mean, I did get a mentor, but I didn't get to join a mastermind. Um, but I, that's what I would strongly recommend. They're going to put you two to maybe even five years ahead of where you would be if you didn't have a mentor and have masterminds and different things like that. They'll give you the resources that you need in order to get to the place you want to be and your mindset will change. And that's extremely important. It's extremely important to have your mindset change and be on that level uh, frequency or, you know, that level of, um, thinking to be able to get your goals. Nice. Nice, man. Awesome advice. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, man? Man, Just go, go for what you want. Just go for what you want. Just, just do it. That, that is the answer. Just do it. What's your, what's your personal goal? My personal goal. I I want to raise a, uh, for the first fund, I want to raise a billion dollar fund and invest and use and use the equity to invest into different apartment buildings and then also do some office and just really exciting stuff. Nice. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Let, uh, tell our audience, where can they find more about you? Where can they contact you if they have any questions or uh, if they want to give you, you know, props for what you do? Yeah. Um, and another thing is, if you'd like to, I'm, I'm giving out a due diligence packet. So if you send me an email at john at elevate that's e-l-e-v-a-t-e dot c-c-i-g let me repeat that that's john j-o-h-n at elevate e-l-e-v-a-t-e dot c-i-g uh sorry no <laughs> we'll, we'll have it in the notes but go ahead man we'll put it in the notes uh, i can't yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so we'll put it in the notes yeah um, if you email me and, and mention uh, this episode, I will send you a due diligence checklist. Uh, but you can also reach me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Uh, the best way to reach me is on Instagram. I'm at Johnny Equity. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-E-Q-U-I-T-Y. Nice. Awesome, man. So, yeah, please reach out. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, link, the link to the email is going to be on the episode notes. And uh, thank you, John for your time, man. I, I, I love your story. You started early. Uh, we're trying to capture those, uh, those younger uh, people also who are trying to find their way, you know, into, uh, into whatever opportunities there are in life. You know, I mean, for our audiences is uh, commercial multifamily uh, real estate. And, uh, and it's amazing to see how 
you know, the younger and younger people are, are getting more focused on, on their lives at an early age. I mean, I remember my, 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 in my 20s, all I wanted to do is party. And then in my 30s, I kind of like, okay, what the hell's going on, man? I need, to, I need to put my head where it's supposed to be at. So I congratulate you for that, man. Yeah, we're still partying, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but now I have to kind of like sit back and be like, okay, I party too much, man. I need to focus on this. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's awesome. No, because yeah, we we see it more and more as we talk to people. A lot of uh, younger people are approaching us. It's like, hey, how do how do I get to do this? How do I get it to do that? And they're listening to our podcast, um, and we're noticing that, you know, it's like, and we're like, man, I I wish I was there at your age, you know, thinking about what you're thinking right now, instead of me, you know, um, taking the, the, the easy road and, and then it's like, okay, uh, where was I in my twenties? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I, I congratulate you on that, man. Uh, say, uh, say hi to, uh, to George, even though we communicate a lot on, uh, on Instagram, I hope he knows that you're on this, uh, on this podcast. <laughs> and uh for our listeners out there please give us some love uh five star reviews on comments questions if you have any questions for john uh anything that you would like to would like us to uh to bring to the podcast uh we'll really appreciate it and this is it for today thank you john i appreciate your time brother thank you for having me <laughs>